What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy and subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. All right. All right, everybody. The time we've been waiting for. I got Uncle G. In the house on the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy C-Rock. And look, we see each other a lot on the mentor calls. I get to talk a little bit of here and there. And I got a little trick I do. I don't want to share, but I get to pop on the, the front. So I try to be on your page. So you can What's see your me. trick? What's your trick? Should I share it really with everybody? Okay, yeah. I'll share it. I get on like maybe at six o'clock because you always say early is on time. So I pop in Zoom early and it uh, tends to put me up on the front, which gets me more attention. Oh, that's cool, man. Good for yeah. you, dude. Don't yeah, share that I always see that. You know, if you're not first, you're last, man. Listen, I've immersed myself in your content to the point where my wife said that you live in our house. Yeah. So, so I've had yeah. sex with your wife. I didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. So listen, uh, What Are You Made Of podcast is all about turning setbacks, letdowns into rocket fuel. And it's all been inspired by the 10X movement. I read your book, 10X Rule, back in 2017, and I turned it on, immersed myself in your content to do that. And what I want to do is I want to make people feel like you've made me feel. And I just want to read a quote that reminded me of the way you and Elena operate. And I want to share this with everyone because of all the people, like you said something about Tim Grover the other day, that he's one of the people that get you. Not many people get you. And I want to share this with the audience. The greatest good you can do for others is not to share your riches but to reveal them to their own. And that's what you do for me and do for a lot of people that I witness and sit back and see. So I wanted to start the show a little differently and read that to you, let you know that Thank I appreciate you, you. Thank you. And the show always starts by asking the question, what are you made of? You know, what am I made of? It's an interesting question, you know, because I've always been curious about the human condition. Like, who are we really? What are we really? Like that really like drives to the core of who I am. I think it surprises people that I'm actually probably more of a spiritual journeyman than anything. And, you know, my whole life I've been a seeker, man. I'm like, who am I? What am I made of? What? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answers to that. I know that it's not this. It's not this, you know, stuff on the walls. And, you know, the quotes might be more of an ethereal representation of who I am than anything. And, you know, probably like if I describe myself, it'd be like this particle. I'm a particle. I'm a tiny little microscopic cellular particle banging around the universe. And I'm noisy and I'm loud. And then I'm like, okay, then I go through periods of time where I'm like just drifting in this vacuum of space and trying to figure out what to do next and where to go and why. And I'm trying to figure out who I am next. Yeah. Like, I don't really care about anything I've done. You know, I was on the phone call with this guy today. It was over $770,000. I hung up the phone after we fought a little while, you know, I know I'm right. He knows he's right, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I hung up the phone and Brian's like, I love watching you do that. And I said, I don't even give a shit about it. Like, let's go, man. Let's go on to the next thing. What's the next thing, you know? So I'm just in discovery, man. That's what I made up, discovery. And how old are you now? 60 what? I'm 62. 62 and still trying to discover, which I love, man. That's the thing. I was just talking to Richie. He actually spoke for our company. I work for Nations Lending. I run a large division. 
And by the way, we've 8Xed our business since I've come into your content and I brought it to my team. And it's a good looking I, shirt you got on, man. Thank What's you. That I thought you'd like that. I Listen, I, I would run a fraternity for Cardone University. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what I want to start a fraternity. I don't even know if there is one yet or not. No, but our company's 8x since we've gotten into the 10x content and Cardone U. And, you know, listen, I want to be a shining example of what it represents. And I told Chris Don and I told your sales guys, Jared and Kevin Kilday, when we signed on, I'm not doing this just to sign on and put some training program in. I want to be a case study for Cardone U so yeah. that when we get going and we have the results to show, then everybody else wants to come in because they want to say, hey, what do they got, man? They got some yeah, kind yeah. of secret sauce. What is it? And that's the aim every day I get up in the morning. I want to make you guys look good and do my part. So that's the way we approach things. Well, dude, you stand the laws of the universe. Like, you know, success gets shined on. I mean, there's, you know, why does Kevin Hart get so many movies? Because when you're in a role and when you get the glow going, everybody's like, why don't we pick Kevin for this? What about Kevin? You know, I mean, they could run a part for a Mexican mate. Hey, Kevin Hart be perfect for that. Like, it's just top of mind. If you're not first or last, it's money and power follow attention. Who can get the most attention? How do you get attention? Success. And this is where people like, you know, imagine an influencer going on Shark Tank and they're trying to sell their position as an influencer. Sooner or later, they're going to ask the question, how many likes did you get? How many comments did you get? How many followers did you get? How much money did you make? Well, I hadn't figured that part out. Well, that's kind of a problem. Like, same thing for Kevin Hart and his movies. I mean, it's not that he's that funny. He is funny, but it's that people are willing to pay to go see him. And his movies have a history of, boom, revenue at the front door. I mean, revenue is going to matter more right now, as you know, Mike, than ever before. Like, you got to have the revenue. Otherwise, you end up losing your job. There's people losing their jobs right now that were making money for the company. So, yeah, this moment right now, I mean, Warren Buffett says, you know, when the tide goes out, you find out what everybody's wearing. We're going to find out what everybody's wearing now. Yep, yep. Now, let me ask you this. We're going to find out what everybody's made of right now. Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. So, hey, first of all, too, you can call me C-Rock, okay, because my friends call me C-Rock. All right. uh, You know, that's important to me to uh, let you know that. C-Rock, baby, C-Rock, C-Rock. But listen, we want to get into what you're made of. So when you're by yourself, I always wonder about this with successful people. Yeah. When you're by yourself, and you talked about this a little bit with Tim Grover the other day too, about the doubts and insecurities. And Everybody's got some voices in their head, right? What kind yeah. of voices go through your head when you're by yourself and nobody else is around, whether you're waking up in the morning, you're in the shower, whatever Dude, it is? This is, an awesome, this is an awesome question, okay? Yeah, I've never been asked that question. Okay, number one, I am by myself most of the time. Like in my own skin, right? Who was I telling this to? Like no matter how many people you have in your life, somebody said it's lonely at the top or, or some, some line about that, right? I am alone most of the time. When I have my little girl on my lap and I'm working a deal that's 140 million bucks or I'm renting out Mandalay Bay and I'm the only one that can make the decision on it, okay? It's not Elena's decision, it's mine, okay? I'm buying the jet, whatever, right? I'm trying to make a move and it's a big move. Dude, it doesn't matter how many people you have around you, you're always alone. You're always alone. It always comes down to one person making a decision. Decisions are never made by 10 people. That is fucking chaos and mayhem. Okay. One person makes the decision. In my mind, regardless of whether I had 100 people support me or not, I'm still left with, hey, dude, am I doing the right thing? And at that moment, I'm by myself. Even though I might have my little girl, I might be sleeping. My wife's next to me in my bedroom. I'm in a meeting with 100 people or I'm on stage with 35,000 people. I'm still by myself. And it's like that all the time. That never, ever changes. And I think the public thinks, oh, my God, man, he's got so many. He's got, you know, it must be cool to be him and everything. No, dude, it ain't cool. It ain't always cool. Half the time it's scary as shit. And 
I'm having to trust myself. Today, like when I was 16 years old, uh, I was like, I was trying to get everybody else to approve of me. And then the next thing you know, what they did, and I didn't like me. So I flipped the other way. And I'm like, I'm going to really get everybody's attention. I became the school, you know, the dickhead. And then they all hated me. I didn't like that either. Because one minute they were, I was their buddy and I didn't like it. And the next minute I'm there, you know, I'm the guy they beat up and I didn't like that. Somewhere along the way, I grew up and said, look, man, you are going to be alone, bro. Whether you're taking a grammar test or you're unemployed or you're selling a car, which I didn't want to be, I'm by myself. There's nobody with me when I'm like, it's going to got to sign the paperwork because right. I need a commission right. or pay a little more because I, I want to make a little more, you know, or I'm going through this economic contraction right now. We let one department go. I'm sorry to talk so long, C-Rock, but no, that's like, okay. I'm loving your question it, yeah. really, like your question, you've asked two great questions already. You. And, um, you know, when the economy crashed, like what happens in my mind is not this event. It's 2008, 2009, 11. It's 1986. It's when I'm getting out of like, okay, I can't keep making these same mistakes. I move forward a little bit and then I fucking get hacked. When this event happened, March 22nd, actually it was two days before my birthday, it was March 20th, maybe 19th. I was given some information that said, hey man, this thing's going to go on tilt. And I'm like, God damn, man. Like I'm all by myself right now. Okay. I don't know who was with me. I think I was on my plane when I got a phone call from the White House, actually from near the White House. And hey, bro, I don't know where you're at today. I'm your friend. I'm just telling you this thing's going to go on full tilt boogie. Get your shit in order. Okay. I was actually in Colorado, got on my plane, flew to Miami. Literally, first thing I did was fly to Miami. I said, okay, it's hunker down time. Flying back by myself, thinking to myself, okay, fuck, dude, I was that far from making it. Again, I was like, my career, this was just a month ago, bro, a month and a half ago. My career was like, I was like, boom, we were getting ready to go platinum, dog. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And boom, man, the internet bust, whatever. Right. So I'm like flying home saying, okay, I got to secure the kids. I got to handle the office. I got to figure out my payroll. I got 7,000 apartments. I got 157 employees at the time. I got 500 employees. I got $2 million worth, two and a half million dollars worth of payroll at my companies. Taking inventory. I'm, yep. I'm all by myself. Oh, by mm-hmm. the way, I said I was by myself on the plane. My wife's on the plane. Ryan Secco's on the plane. The two kids, the nanny are on the plane. Dude, I got a couple million followers on Instagram. I'm all by myself, bro. Yep, yep. Doing the math. What do I need to do right now, right? Because, look, as much as I love all the people around me, they don't know. Yeah, they they can't comprehend. And and they haven't been through this. And they're looking for somebody to say, what do we do now? How many of these times do you have to go through until you come into one of these and you're confident? And you're like, I got this this time because I've been through it. I have many, many more moments of confidence on this cycle than I did the 2008 cycle. But partially, you know, not to be bougie, money does give you some, it gives you a little more confidence. Damn right it does. Damn right like, it I, does. You know, at the end of the day, I do the math and I'm like, okay, one month, two months, three months, four months, five months, 25 months, 30 months. Yeah, yeah. I think I can, uh, you know, three years, I can yeah. fund this thing for the next three years and not worry about it. Yeah. So then you got to say, well, then why you cut people? Why you kill departments? Why do you suspend distributions? Why did you cut a department with 40 people in it? Because I ain't stupid. Right. No, at some point it comes to let, not putting those people in a position to fail. Like well, you talked about making sure that they could be in your culture. I understand that. I have yeah, dude, employees. T- you got to set them up for success. But I mean, yeah. part of that was, look, we just, I said, guys, would we have hired these people two weeks ago? No. Good. Let them go. Right. Right. It's fucking simple. 
Right. It's simple, man. Like we just started a company. I started a new company. This is what nobody says on the internet. I started a new company literally three or four weeks before this, after the 10X growth conference, we hadn't even had like 25 hours with these people. I'm like, shit, just blow it up, man. Just kill the deal. Mm -hmm. Don't try to go after another revenue source. By the way, nobody mentions that I returned 125 customers their money and let them out of contracts at 2,500 a month. So that cost me about 300 grand a month to stop that activity. But why did I do it? Because I needed to, this is what people don't understand about the 10X rule. They think 10X is always about that. And it is most of the time, but sometimes it's about, okay, protect yourself, pull in the resources. Uh, We're about to go on full alert. Like if my office building where I'm at right now started getting attacked, you would have a different plan than if you were just going to your truck. I'm going to my truck to leave. And the next thing I look out and there's zombies outside and people racing (laughs) over here with guns. Well, I'm going to have a different response than me just going home. you got to change your operating basis in that moment. And so again, this goes back to your question about, dude, what's it like when you're alone? But this is all day long for me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sleeping 220 in the morning. I wake up last night, 220 in the morning. I'm like, I have $1.1 billion worth of debt. What if we have a second wave? Terrifying dog. Yeah. You know, and but to me, I, I think to myself, man, I'm built for this shit. And I talk to myself up to the, make sure that I can, I know you got that in you. A matter yeah, of fact, yeah. when you're going well, through this a little bit, I, I said to you in one of the mentor calls, I said, man, I was a little worried about you. I wanted to reach to the screen and shake you a little bit. Like, come on, man, we got this. Let's yeah, go. but because yeah. you're getting to actually see me, right? You're yeah. not seeing my Instagram post. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of times this is disappointing to people, by the way, they say, Hey, don't, you know, don't get too close to your heroes. You might be disappointed, but you asked me, what yeah. am I made of? Dude, sometimes I said, I'm a particle, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just drifting through the universe. There's periods I can go a couple of days and like, I don't exactly know what I'm doing in those two days, but it doesn't feel like anything. And then on the third day, boom, I got to figure it out. Right. But sometimes it's just about a recalibration. It's about a reboot. It's about converting mystery, confusion, and crisis into like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm built for this shit, dog. God damn. (laughs) Okay, this is the weenie party. This is what I always (laughs) wanted to do. This is why I hated school. See, so all of a sudden I'm like, God damn, this is the, I like shit crisis. This is the moment, bro. This is like, and nobody else. See, I come out the other side. I'm like, nobody can do this shit. You know how painful this is? How fucking scary it is? How whacked it is? Six billion people going through the same shit I'm going through. This is my moment, man. See, once I come, but both versions of insanity, maybe it's sanity. Maybe it's pure sanity. I'm not quite sure. Who around you? Who's that person that like puts a foot in your ass and says, hey, man, come on, let's go. You're built for this and kind of encourage uh, you. You know, Elena does it once in a while, but Elena will do this. I called Elena. It was the week before all this shit went down. I was doing a project that everybody will know about later. I can't tell you about it right now. By October, everybody will know about it. And I called Elena. I was like six days, seven days into this thing. I'm like, I can't do this. And she dropped three names on me. She's like, I just want to remind you, this person, this person, this person. Okay. And I'm like, okay, thanks a lot. Click, hung up the phone. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready (laughs) to go. Okay. Yeah, buddy. So, okay. So speaking of that then, what I'm making. And by the way, it wasn't her name. It wasn't my kids and it wasn't my mom and it wasn't my dad. It was something that lit you up. It's something that that lit me up. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. 
It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. So when I was 11, I left my dad's house, went back to my mom's house, coming from a broken home and all that. And my dad, he was my hero, right? Mason, that's why I have the bricks back here. Mason, block layer, always had a wad of cash in his pocket, $100 bills. And I looked up to him for that. The goddess money, you know, trips, all this. So when I told him I wanted to move back to my mom, he was so pissed, pulled out that wad, peeled off a $100 bill, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, here, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Now, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I use that ever since that day. Yeah. One, to prove him wrong. And if something gets tough, I'm like, man, I ain't fucking letting him win. And number yeah, two, yeah. I want to help other people that have been given up on like that and show them no matter what you fucking been through, you can get through it, man. You can look, let me show you. Let me lead the way. So yeah. when you speak of that, when it really hit me is when you told the story about your father and, uh, you know, I get chills thinking about it. And then I was like, shit, this guy's talking to me, man. I need to listen. And then what happened with you, and then I was introduced to Brandon about a year ago, right? When Brandon got in touch with you, you two allowed me to have the animal inside of me unleashed and it allowed me because it was so dampered by all the people around me all the time and people couldn't keep up with my attitude and my energy. And I felt like I was conflicted all the time. And all of a sudden, here comes G, here comes Brandon, let it loose. And I felt like all inspired. And then that's how we blew up our business because I unleashed it on my team. Those that couldn't hang, we got rid of them and we shot up. And then people started wanting to be attracted, be around us. We were attracted. We had an attraction model. And that's what we focus on now is building an attraction model. So to speak on that, one thing about your business, you have Sherry, you have Jared, some great people around you, right? You surrounded yourself with great people. Do you ever find yourself getting in the way of the business? Because you're, you know, look, you're Uncle G, right? Grant Cardone. And oh yeah, dude, like I fly in, Hey, this is wrong. That's wrong. This is wrong. And they're like, okay. <laughs> you know, I do it all the time. I'm terrible about it. I invalidate people. I mean, I know my weaknesses so well that the things I do incorrectly, and there's a lot of things that I just don't do well. I'm just not good at and managing people. Is one of them. I'm not good at managing people and I'm probably not good at validating people. I'm not that great a team builder. Brandon's got a different way of doing that than I do. And, and Sherry does as well. And Jared does as well. But it just so happens, dude, I have a certain amount of energy that my energy, like it's just a different kind of beast. <laughs> and it's not a wholesale deal. You ain't going to go pick it up everywhere. God told me when I was, I think I was 35, 36 years old. He like, bro, your work ethic is like, his guy was with me one day. He went to hang with me three days. He wanted to model. He wanted to shadow me for three days. He was in the real estate, commercial real estate business. He's like, after one day, he's like, I can't hang, bro. He's like, I don't know how to get what you got. I don't know if I can get what you got. That was 30 years ago, bro. That's so relatable, man. But let me tell you, man, it can push a lot of people away. How old are you? I'm 43. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I've damaged a lot of relationships. And you get grooved into that one thing. You don't learn the other thing. So I probably should have learned the other end of the spectrum and really kind of range, balance myself out a little better. You know, this guy right here, you know, he ain't all bad, you know. He can yeah. crush your skull. Yeah. Uh, this guy right here, right? this guy right here, he just, all this guy knows how to do is crush skulls. Okay. This guy right here, he can crush a cut, but he can also pick the little fleas off the little ticks off his babies too. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can too, but you got to learn both sides of it. Yeah. I mean, look, you got two kittens now, so that's a prime example of it. Yeah. But you see, that wasn't my idea. That wasn't my idea. I see you cuddling with them. Come on now. I'm still pissed off about it. That shit (laughs) was forced on me. Yeah. I got a puppy this Christmas, the same reason. So I was like, holy shit. We're going to regret that. By the way, Uh just just remember I said this. We're going to regret that big time. So listen, I wanted to talk about another thing here. I always talk about a snowball effect with my team. About a year and a half ago, when we got into your content, I'm like, guys, this will snowball if we just push, push, push. Eventually, the momentum will be so big. 
snowball rolling down the hill, right? Mm -hmm. But also I related to going into orbit because you talk about gravity a lot and you can't have a flat plane on your graph because gravity will get you. Whatever gravity would be, it'll get you, right? Yeah, you gotta yeah. keep having that graph go up. But you also talk about at some point, you get to a point, billionaire status, whatever it is, where gravity can't get you, right? So where do you need to be to get into what I would call orbit? Not Yeah, nobody that- wants to have that conversation. Nobody wants the answer to that conversation. So like I've tried going down that road before and telling people every time I do it, it's a no-win deal. I mean, me and you can talk about that offline, but yeah. but your audience, the world does not know want to know what I think it takes to be like, okay, you're in orbit, nothing indestructible. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I know what that is, you know, but I know it's not it's probably somewhere in the vicinity of where I am today, but maybe north of that. But you know, nobody wants those answers because they're like, fuck, dude, I'm throwing in the towel. Now, right, right. if you'd have told me that when I was 25, I'd be like, okay, what's it take? Oh, shit, because I was just going for, I remember when I said, man, I just want to earn $10,000. I want a hundred grand to earn 10% a year that I don't work for. I said, fuck, I'm going to be good. I was 25, 26 years old. That was my target. I mean, I probably earn that every day now. Right. On passive income. Is that right? Yeah, no, more than that. But anyway, the point is, and I'm not bragging when I say that. I'm saying like the thinking was so small when I was growing up. And you look at a guy like Elon Musk, like that's a guy I really respect that dude. I like that he's crazy like that. I was telling my, my office a week ago, I said, look, tell Aventura police to come arrest me. I'm going to I'm going to work out of my office and I'm going to do it every day. And I'm going to do it. I wish they would come arrest me. Sherry's like, oh, Grant, that would be terrible. I'm like, no. And then Elon does it this week. And I'm like, God damn it. I, I was thinking the same thing. And then he names his son Kyle and changes the word, the letters in it to make it look weird. So people talk about it. Yeah. I, anytime somebody's doing that, I'm thinking, man, money follows attention. You it know? does. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your question again? We were talking about what it's going to take to get into orbit. Yeah. So I don't know what that number is. I mean, your question is different than what somebody is going to sit down and do math. Well, I got to pay for my house. I got to pay the gas. That's not orbit. That's not the orbit you're talking about. Orbit is like, I do whatever the fuck I want, go where I want, stay as long as I want. Help whoever I want. Here's the crazy thing, bro. That answer is not always about money though. Right. Okay. Because like, you know, I found this out. You don't think about it until it happens. Like I wanted to go on a yacht when this all happened. I told Elena, let's get the house in order. Let's get the business in order. I'm going to go to my church. I'm going to do two weeks of of getting my shit together. And then we're going to go jump on a yacht and just go hang. But then I'm like, fuck, people are going to think I'm a dick. And they already do. So I can't do that. So by the way, you couldn't leave. I couldn't, even if I wanted to go get a yacht and I was willing to get the pop, the unpopular opinion, then I had to go through the Corona thing. And then I'm like, okay, let's get on our plane and go somewhere. I couldn't even go anywhere. So it's a crazy thing that this Corona thing has taken everybody that even thought they were in orbit, like Elon and said, no, bro, you can't even go to work. Froze. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like. And so when I look at you nowadays, right, a lot of people look at you and they put you on a pedestal. And I don't know if you know this or feel that, right? And when you're out in public, you got to have security and we're at GrowthCon and, you know, listen, but what I do, I've shifted my mind a little bit. I love you to death. You have been a hero to me and a guide to me. But what I want to look at is now I'm 43 and you're 60 something, right? Yeah. I want to learn from you and get more information than you had at my age so that I could do what Grant Cardone does, but also all the mistakes he made. I want to eliminate those. I'm going to make my own. But if I can eliminate the ones you made, then who knows where the hell I'm going to go and who I'm going to be able to help and what kind of movement I can do. Because again, this movement, what are you made of, has been inspired by the 10X movement. I'll always give credit to that because it's been awesome for me. But that's the way I'm viewing things. Is there anything wrong with that? I mean, it's a way to to attack it, right? 
I mean, you know, if I was 43 years old today and looking back, I wish somebody would have said, hey, dude, what would you do different, you know? And man, I would think about everything a lot different. I would think about money different. I would think about relationships different. I would think about where I live. Where was I living in 43? I was in California. Yeah. You know, I would confront everything about where you are. Where do you live now? Uh, Maryland, Ocean City, Yeah. Why, why do you live there? Truthfully, family. You live yeah, there yeah, because- yeah. I, I want to be in Miami, honestly, but that's, you know, that's a topic my wife and I are working on. Yes. The problem when you start questioning everything at 43, you got to question everything. And that comes with a bunch of stuff that maybe you didn't question that gets you to where you are, you know, in question. And man, I, I mean, if I was 43 again, I would take on more debt. I would go for Goldman Blackstone status. I'd be like, fuck it, dude. I'm going all the way. I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to go so big and I'm going to go all the way to the top of the food chain. So who do I need to meet? What do I need to know? What do I need to talk about? How do I get there? And I'd go, I wouldn't need to be fooling with what I'm doing right now. What age were you when you started that mindset? Well, when that? I was 40, let's see, really my life started changing when I was like 45. Yeah. And I was working hard and I was making some money, but I didn't understand. I really didn't start doing well until I started going, until I became a Scientologist. I started doing courses in Scientology. Fucking everything shifted. The think, man, it was like this lid on top of me that was limiting my think. I mean, I was thinking big, but I wasn't thinking big. Right. And then something slowly, I'd go in there and they put these programs. They're called auditing programs that would like ask me questions, cause me to look at stuff. Like I just asked you, what are you made of? Oh shit, what am I made of? They're great questions. They're called auditing questions. And they don't answer the question. I answer the question. I had to look and I'd literally sit in there for I don't know, 30 minutes. Your, little, your minutes. little file clerk goes and finds it. I'm on chapter six, I think, Dianetics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wow, dude. Yeah. What do I, oh, God damn, Grant. What are you doing, bro? Yeah. Why are you doing these events that last eight hours? And you sell them to, for 300 bucks and you go calling car dealers and you need to be calling a boom, boom. And then I went and put a business plan. Next thing you know, bang, I'm doing that. And so if you ask great questions of yourself, not of others, and then have somebody help guide you, I discovered the real Grant Cardone. I, I didn't know real Grant Cardone until I was 45 years old. And then slowly, I just kept like the onion, just kept peeling one of the outside, you know. And then next thing I say, oh, there's the oyster, you know, and then there's the pearl. Oh, there's a pearl. That's pretty nice right there. The thing about a human being, though, is, that, man, there's endless amounts of pearls and gold. And if you just keep digging and yeah. if you actually have a technology that can get to the answer, and the individual is given enough time to process it and then go out into the world and put it into effect. I mean, when I started, when I was 45 years old, I had 200 units. I was speaking to car dealers. Maybe in any given year, I would talk to no more than 200 people in any room. And maybe I would do that 4,000 people a whole year. I mean, you compare that to what I'm doing today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 7,000 7, <laughs> units. I'll probably have 15,000 units by the end of the year. We do the biggest events in the world. Dude, just the last two years, yeah. the amount of stuff that was squeezed into that two years. Think yeah. about that. And I'm sitting at GrowthCon and I'm in a freaking executive airplane hangar. And honestly, I've never been to anything like it. Like the value that was given there. And I felt like I was in a dream. I looked at my wife and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It was just amazing, man. So let me just tell you why we did that. Okay. Cause nobody's ever brought that night up to me. That was Saturday night. Rick Ross was there. And it was my idea. That was one of those, hey, I'm all by myself in the deal. I said, look, I want a hanger and I want the plane in the hanger. And I think Elena said, why do you want to do that? I said, because I want people to be next to the plane. I want people to see how real it is. I want them, 
I want people to be able to see it. I, I don't, it's not a show off piece. It's like, I'd never been in a hangar, bro. I was 28 years old before I was ever on a plane. I was 48 years old, 48, no, 51 years old before I was ever on a private plane. The first time I was on a private plane, it fucking, it changed my life forever. And it was my plane. So that was just, no, I was 50. Let me see, four or five. I was 56 years old before I was ever on a private jet. I bought the jet. I flew from Miami. Elaine and I flew from Miami to New York. And it was like, it was the most powerful two hours of my life. I'm like, God damn, dude. Like, this is a reason to get up every day. Yeah. So I put that plane in there because I wanted you to have that experience to be like, God damn, it's that close to me, man. And it's in a hangar, a hangar party. So the only thing I regret is that me and Rick Ross didn't dance on the damn wing. <laughs> you need to work on your rapping skills. You're up to hustle. you rapping a little bit. Oh, by the way, too. So my wife, you got to get alignment, right? So I'm trying to yeah. get her bought in. So I've bought the tickets. I didn't even tell her. I'm like, we're buying tickets. I spent 10 grand, whatever the hell it was. And uh, got her out there. And here's the thing. The surprise guests, right? To get us in alignment, you bring in John Travolta, who she loves freaking from Greece and all this. And you bring in Usher. And I'm like, this shit couldn't work out any better. And I'm like, you must know something. I don't know. She was in, you know, loving it. She came back and crushed it. She's in real estate. She absolutely crushed it when she got back. So yeah, it worked out. Last question I want to ask you. I appreciate your time. What has inspired you recently? What are some events or people or something over the last month or so that has really hit you and inspired you? Yeah, not much in the last month, bro. I got to tell you, like the last month has been pretty depressing to me. So there's nothing that you can find. And if you think about that's really... Man, I've got to tell you, bro, like I'm worried right now for people and you know, I'm worried. Like I really am worried for people right now. We got to go back to work. Like I got people in my company. Oh man, this working remote's good. I said, this ain't good for anybody, man. This is stupid. Yeah. If working remote was a real deal, we'd have done this years ago. You know, people are not meant to work on their own by themselves. We are a tribe of people. We are social animals meant to be together, to work together, to band together, to argue, to be close. And this is not a good thing going on for the world right now. I don't know what the upside is on the other side of this. You know, in 9-11, it brought people together. Yeah. This is like, poof, this is dispersed people back to their homes, to introversion, to getting smaller and contraction. And I got to wipe my phone. I got to wash my hands. I got to put my mask on. Everything's about smaller and protect yourself and protect yourself from other people and you know, protect them from you. And like, it, dude, it's not a good thing. I cannot wait to go back and do events. I can't wait. I would rather be at risk of getting sick than live like this every day, frankly. Yeah, I'm with so you. So I'm like, that's why I say, yeah. ain't no virus going to get us. Nah. And if nah, it does, I heard you say whatever. That. And I put it out faster than they put a graphic out from your company. I put it out because that was right on cue, man. I was right from the beginning. I'm like, God, I'm not staying in my freaking house. But, but no bro, way. they have. Okay, let, yeah. let's face it. Yeah. 330 million people in America, they're like, home of the brave, land of the free. Fuck, we all went home. Yep. Everybody went to their house. I got half of the big people on Twitter telling me right now, they don't want to go back to work. They want to work remote the rest of their life. 52% of the people said, I just want to keep working remote, man. It is, we need to get back to being who we were out there, pushing out into society, meeting people and strangers. It's not good to introvert. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wish I could tell you there's something I found. I mean, my conference, that conference I did in February lit me up. I could tell. <laughs> I mean, okay, because I, people are saying, man, how are you going to beat that one, dude? Floyd Mayweather on Sunday afternoon. Mike Tyson called me out. Hey, can I come? Yeah. Did you see him swinging recently? Dude, 
<laughs> Bring it I back, Mike. I wouldn't run run into him and, and man in a bar fight. Geez, 50 yeah, some years yeah. old, badass. Yeah. But yeah. So listen, G, I, I want to thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for everything you've done for my family. You push stuff out constantly. You, I don't know if you understand and comprehend the impact that you have on everyone, but just from the bottom of my heart, I really want to thank you. And I'll run through a wall for you, Brandon, Richie, Jared, any of them. Cause yeah. Of what you thank guys you, brother. Did. I appreciate you. I look forward to you being that shining beacon, that example for us at Cardone U and Cardone license program. All right, man. Love you, bub. Appreciate thank you. you. All right. Thank you, man. You guys have Great been listening job. to the, what are you made of podcast with your boy C rock. And please share this, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and all your favorite podcast platforms. I appreciate all of your support with what it made of movement cannot be possible without your support and pushing it out there. And let's continue to push out the 10 X movement as well. Thank you, G. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of what are you made of? Be sure to check my website out at the Mike the Mike with no K.com. And let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.